Hello, and welcome to the Three Vice Men podcast. I'm James. I'm Dom. And I'm Matt. And together we're going on a verbal pilgrimage, taking in all things craft beer. From delicious dippers to dandelion saisons, we'll be looking at what breweries are doing well, and maybe not so well. We'll also be looking at what trends look set to take off this year, and what we're excited about, as well as delving into some of our beery stories. Most importantly though, we'll be sampling beers each episode, and giving our opinions on them, unfiltered by untapped hopefully. So join us as we journey into the world of craft beer, and whilst we may not have a new king to look for, we'll certainly be worshipping a lot of tasty beers along the way. So sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy. And welcome back to the Three Vice Men podcast, back at it again in week eight, I believe. Uh, and this time we've gone, well some of us have gone over the Seven Bridge, others others have stayed where they are, uh, and we're in Wales uh, in this Welsh episode. Um, we've got a few things to talk about, um, especially in a week where we've learned that we can go to, back to the pubs next week. Uh, they're opening on the 4th of July, so of course we are joined by our resident American uh, expert, Dom Lewis. Right. And uh, in the subject of things getting better, we've also got our eternal optimist, Matt Waring, with us. Hello again, everyone. How are we doing, boys? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Cannot complain. All good in the hood. What about you, fine South Curtis? I'm I'm doing very well. I'm very hot. Um, we seem to have experienced one of our three days of summer this week. So uh, hey. I'm looking forward to some nice beers to cool me down. Speaking of beers, uh, what's what's in the glasses tonight? Um, so I'm going with a brewery that is very close to my heart, my local. Um, I think I've mentioned them before when we did the local week, but I'm repping them again. So I'm going with a beer riff beer. Uh, this is their fur premium bastard lager. Um, this is sort of like one of the first brews they did. So I thought I'd thought I'd have a go because, to be honest, it's not one that I normally go for because um, they always have such a good selection that the lager tends to fall down for me. But mm. I'm smashing it tonight, and yeah, it's tasting good so far. And uh, but, fresh into the cans. They've not been doing that for long. No, I think this is. This is this is they started canning this maybe like a month ago, or they started like properly doing cans probably about a month ago. Um, they've done them in small batches before, but they've really been ramping it up since since COVID to try and get some more beer out there, help us through these tough times. So yeah, yeah tasting pretty fresh as well. Oh, nice. And uh, yourself, Matt? Uh, I've gone for a cheeky collab. Um, the main brewery is Polly's Brewing Company, based in Mould. Um, mentioned them on the pod before. Uh, one of the, uh, the best craft, beer, craft breweries in to come out of Wales. And they've done a collab with Salopian, which is just on the side of the border from Shrewsbury. Uh, and this is a dry hopped sour called Strange Addiction. Um, I thought I'd go for a sour to give me that, this nice quenching refreshness uh, on, the, on the hot summer's day. And so far, it's, it's taking, tasting delicious. Um, about yourself, Curtis? Uh, I'm also in mould uh, with Polly's. Uh, I've got their, one of their pale ales, uh, Porter, P-O-R-T-R-A, um, which is a pale ale and not a porter. Um, I have had this before, and I'd probably put it up there in, in one of the best pales of the year for me. So Compare far. it to Steady. Compare it to Steady. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't Say it do with it. your chest, son. 
Well, speaking of my chest, I am rocking some beer with merch and drinking this from a tiny rebel glass, so I am fully in Wales. Dom, Matt and I have gone to the north and gone to Polly's. You're you're in South Wales with Beerith. Is there a trend? It's very interesting. I think probably because of the amount of people in South Wales, you obviously have like more breweries popping up. Like I know Cardiff. Cardiff's got loads of loads of breweries and things going on there. They got loads of like tap rooms and brewery owned bars and things. Mm. Um, Swansea's starting to get there. Like we've got a few, obviously Beeriff and then um, West by Three or Free Time as they're now known. Um, you got the Mumbles Brewery, got the Pilot. So there's some small back stuff going on. Um, yeah, and then up north it seems to be you get a few. But it's certainly few and far between. I think it comes to the quality versus quantity debate mm. potentially. Yeah, that you don't tend to uh, to get much in in big batch stuff coming out of Wales. I think probably brains and uh, tiny rebel starting to get there with volume. Yeah, mm. I think tiny rebel are starting to move. Um, I don't want to say to like Camden level, but. You do tend, you do see a lot of their beers in a lot of places now. So mm. fair play to them. I think yeah. they're doing well. I think they've recently started moving to four forties. Um, okay. I think that's potentially to try and get back to the craft drinker, because I know they seem to be quite heavily focused on like converting people, and I think other than a few beers that kind of left a lot of people behind sort of the same way Brewdog did. So this mm. this move to 440s could be good for them for some of their releases. So I think it will drag people back into them. I'm not saying like the quality of the beers got worse, but it's just not necessarily something you look out for because there are like more options in the craft market. Yeah, you would sort of put them into the, the category of sort of casual craft of yeah, yeah Club, Club Tropicana, which they're yeah, really nice crushable drinks, but apart from potentially the kind of amplified Imperial Stay Puffed range that I know Matt's got some later of, they haven't really been pushing out stuff exciting. No. Or two out there. No, and they're definitely not, they're not focusing on new hops or anything, or certainly not making as no. big, they might be behind the scenes, but I think this is when you can tell what they're pitching to because they don't make a point of saying we're using Sabro hops today. They make a point of saying juicy and full flavoured. I think that's the difference between your target audience almost. Um, just to add on to that as well, I know that they use quite a lot of fruit, um, fruit purees in their beers just to bring out that juice even more. Uh, uh, so yeah, just to, just to even further the point that you can even you can tell who they're going for, you know, um, they're they're not necessarily pitching t towards the craft craft drinkers. They're kind of pitching towards maybe reading some people in. Like if somebody's drinking a Club Tropicana, um, and you say to your friend like, "Have a little go on this," um, and you try, but you think, "Oh wow, that's, that's super juicy." You know, where's that mm. pineapple coming from? Where's that passion fruit coming from? And what other breweries are maybe doing with hops? They're kind of doing with with purees, which you know, I'm not I'm not trying to diss Tyler, but I like their beers. But I think yeah, they're definitely trying to maybe pitch to 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 getting people maybe over that line into the into the cafeer scene. Um, like I said, rather than going and doing too much stuff that's really out there. I mean, it might be a case for them just looking at looking at the uh, the way they're brewing. If you're using a lot of fruit, fruit purees, that you can get that consistency. Where you maybe have to have a bit more sort of skill and nous to be able to work out how much flavour the hops are putting in because it's not the same every time. 
and adjusting the process for each brew. But if you've got a consistent fruit brewery, pure, I can't say that today. It's but, actually quite difficult, isn't it? <laughs> it's the heat. I'm calling it as the heat. Um, but also, Matt, we've been to their, their tap room. Their, their yes. brewery. Well, we've been to the tap rooms in Cardiff, but we've also been to their brewery in Newport. Um, yes. And what struck me, and I don't know if you want to build on this, was that it was quite family friendly. Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, which kind of goes into to what we've said already. You know, it's it's family friendly. They, when you go into a lot of tap rooms, um, they're very, I wouldn't call them family friendly. Um, usual tap rooms, um, the Dea tap room, uh, for example, um, you know, one of the local tap rooms I usually go to pre-COVID was was the Beer Gonzo tap room. I wouldn't call that family friendly. It looked like you're walking into some sort of industrial sex dungeon with just benches in it. Um, whereas, yeah, Tiny Rebel, it, it, it seemed like it was almost like uh, if dad wanted to kind of go for a beer, or mum wanted to go for a beer, you could take the kids along. They'd be happy enough. Um, dad or mum could have a beer. Um, the kids would have some. I think they even like served kind of, you could get like pub food there, I think. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Curtis. But um, they had TVs up, you know. I mean, we watched some, some football there. Um, it was a very, very family-orientated area, which I don't think is a bad idea. I think that's a good idea. Um, but I just think that ties into what we were saying earlier where, with their target market. I think, it for me, it struck me as that kind of, without trying to be too stereotypical, the Welsh kind of rugby club um, community hub kind of uh cultural thing so it's you know you go then some of the men go down to watch the rugby and the family comes along and has a great time at the, at the same place and that's where you'll find the you know some of the local community on a on a sunday or a saturday is down the rugby club there's a few beers there's some food the kids are playing you're watching a screen you're watching a pitch not that there was a pitch there but it had that kind of feel and it, it, they yeah. hadn't taken brewery culture into South Wales. They'd taken South Wales into brewery culture. Yeah, that's quite a nice, quite a nice way of putting it. I definitely think it fits along with their branding as well, because when you look at their branding, it's all very like bright and inviting. So it wouldn't make sense if their sort of showpiece taproom was this small, dark place. Like they need, they need to keep that fresh energy to it almost. Yeah. So if that's what they pulled off, then fair play to them. They've done a great job. It's definitely somewhere I'll have to check out. Living in Wales, obviously, I drive past it any time I escape the country. Um, yeah. It's one of, like, I've just never thought of pulling in. So perhaps perhaps next time, post-COVID, post-COVID. Yeah. So uh, we've touched on, or Dom, you touched on earlier, that the south of Wales has the population centre. You know, Cardiff and Swansea are kind of two largest places, two largest cities. Um have the, the bars, the tap rooms, that's where the kind of craft culture is pulling down the valleys mm-hmm. a little bit. Polly's in the north, I guess they're kind of aiming to Liverpool a little bit while still retaining some, some Welshness. Yeah, see, this was... The, fair? Yeah, I, uh, I would think so. This was the interesting thing, though. When we were in the hazy chat a few weeks ago with Turning Point and Polly's and those other breweries, like... I did ask the question where their expansions were taking them, whether mm. it was something they wanted to do, move to Liverpool. Like, obviously, just to kind of get their name out there, it's going to be a bigger market, probably make a bit more money. And they kind of said they'd found a pub in Mould and they wanted to use that as their like main site, which I thought was really interesting, to mm. be fair. 
and it's almost credit to them like they know they're a great brewery they'll always do well but for them to actually commit to staying in mold first that's that's big that's i think it's along with Verdant as well when you look at them yes they said no we want to stay in cornwall i feel like the cornish market and the welsh market are probably quite similar yeah yeah uh, um, it's definitely that bring use your brand awareness to bring people in It'll benefit your local community not by the jobs but by the other people you bring in exactly mm-hmm. it's like if you go there for the beer then you might stay and check something else out like you might stay and drive some tractors or like look at some sheep <laughs> or I don't know what other Welsh activities there are but <laughs> well Vernon, Vernon has got the seafood restaurant so we'll look yeah. out for the yeah. Polly's lamb steak place yeah yeah but I think I do think that's a good point was you know in my head before I kind of knew about Vernon knew about Polly's I would have probably never really thought about going to Falmouth before or going to Mould before but now those places are there I'm I want to go to, yeah. to try the beer obviously first and foremost but then when i'm there you you're gonna have a little look around but touching on um the molds expansion what's even more interesting for them wanting to stay in mold is i think the head brewer lally li- said he lived in liverpool mm. yeah so uh, it would even make sense for them to expand that way um it just means he has to still commute you know he's got a longer commute every day so yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well, and almost quite brave of them to kind of go for that pub in mould. Yeah, definitely. I suppose it's probably it's one of those things financially because I suppose it's not as big an outlay in the first place. But then equally, they might not bring as much money in. So I suppose it kind of works out like that. Because obviously, land would be a bit cheaper and rent and stuff. Whereas if they went straight into Liverpool and it flopped, like in the city centre or something, then they're going to be looking at some big losses. Yeah, yeah there's probably more competition in the centre of Liverpool as well. I've know the last few times I've been there that there's there's not been a shortage of places to drink. No, no, definitely not. So we talked about north and south there, or the north being Polly's. Um, is there anything in the middle? Apart from some mountains, I was going to say lots of greenery. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, there are a couple of bits, aren't there? Um, I think Wilderness, Matt, you've probably got the most experience with them, as in you've had a beer from them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Wilderness uh, from Mid Wales. Uh, and also this, obviously, just out of the other side of the border, Salopian, um, are, are kind of going for that Mid Wales almost market in Shrewsbury. But I went to the Shrewsbury kind of... Um, semi beer festival um pre-covid and wilderness were there um and the guy was lovely the beers were really nice but they didn't seem to be getting that much attention uh compared to maybe like um i think possibly even boss brewing were there uh, you know and their beers were were going a a lot and and just other places just basically real ale uh, was pumping out a lot faster than than wilderness were uh, and the two beers I had were, were very nice, um, but they just weren't really getting enough recognition. I think that's Mid Wales in general. I think it's very, very real ale centric. Um, whenever I've kind of visited there, gone to the pub there, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, there's no sort of movement, I don't think, towards craft beer. It's very kind of like, we've got this blonde ale on, we've got this Guinness on, and we've got a lager on. 
Yeah, and I that's think... about it, really. Um, I don't know what you guys guys think, but it's very real ale heavy. Yeah, I probably agree with that. I think when, mm. like you say, when you're at the beer festivals and things, it's very hard to turn someone from a golden ale into like a mixed firm beer from wilderness uh, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a tough sell straight up. Mm. Um, but yeah, I noticed that as well. It's loads of like golden ales, loads of bitters are really heavy. Yeah. Um, occasionally yeah. you'll get an IPA, but it's one of the IPAs that's nondescript has that as james johnston would say has that distinct ipa flavor and not really much else um no, no one really knows what hops have been thrown into it and how much of the hops actually have there's usually an unpleasant bitterness and, and you're not sure quite how old it is it could be it could be three weeks it could be three months exactly oh, it's been yeah. sitting there exactly yeah i've had some golden ales um and blonde ales in pubs in mid wales and they've tasted very watery um you know and you just not you just like you said you just question how long has this been in in the barrel hmm. i mean i think that probably what matt wales has in, in general is probably a, a higher proportion of, of real ale drinkers to, to lager drinkers i think certainly if you if you go into most pubs you'll find that they've got what or more taps of or pumps of real ale than you would find in the equivalent English pub, say. Yeah, I think they have a different kind of alcoholic that, or they have a different kind of person that props up the bar in some of these like Welsh country pubs because that's in effect what they are. They're mostly like country pubs as opposed to like in the Swansea city centre, you get the alcoholics there, they'll just smash lagers all day. Yeah. Whereas, like, you get the whereas, like, you get the farmers in mid Wales, and they'll be smashing back the bitters all day. Like, yeah, it's, quite, it's quite a big difference, and they're they're kind of there for a social thing, and the Swansea people, perhaps. I, I think you, you raise a good point there as well. When if you look at Wales as a as a whole place, it's not got a massive population. It does have quite a big tourist sector, and um, so a lot of those sort of country pubs in the more sort of picturesque places. Certainly by the coast, on the west coast, um, and probably a little bit in the south coast, uh, they 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 will have quite a high proportion of tourists. Certainly in the summer, and I think that's something you can trace back if you look at the breweries that they will have on tap. So they will have local stuff, but it'll be yeah, it'll be Mumbles Brewery near Swansea. It'll be you know Gower Brewery. Yeah, it'll Gower be something. Brewery. That, so so when people go there, they go, oh, I'll have the local one. Yeah, I think it'd be like named local breweries. That's that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Like you say, we, we're all massive fans of the Mumbles Mile. And the Mumbles Brewery actually do a beer called the Mumbles Mile, which Curtis, you got for me once. And yeah. I was gassed because I was like, <laughs> been to the place, done the mile, got the beer. Admittedly, the beer was very average, but I didn't care because of everything else that went with it. And I, I think that's why a lot of these named breweries do do, do so well. They, they carve out a little niche for them in their local local valley or, or you know local few beaches and they'll, they'll have you know 20 pubs that will get through a fair amount i know gower gold does really well in swansea gower uh, gold you can yeah. find in most of the places and to be fair it's a person perfectly uh, reasonable beer yeah but you, you don't you wouldn't ever find it sort of further further east than what patalbert and it probably yeah. doesn't go much further north than Swansea. And equally, speaking mm. of Gower Gold, they also do Gower Power, don't they? Which is like the mm, hopped yeah. up IPA version of Gower Gold. And like, unless you go seeking that out, it's incredibly hard to find. Yeah. 
and that does just go to show again like the demographic like what you're aiming for in that area absolutely uh, i think just as well to kind of <clears throat> add on to that uh kind of moving back to kind of welsh culture especially in the kind of more isolated places in the villages and in the small towns um when you go to a pub or just you're just in the community you you kind of know most people in the community so your local brewery you kind of you might know somebody who works there or you might know somebody who runs it so when you see the beer on tap in a pub you probably you, you think that's so-and-so's beer and so you might go for that over like a carling or, or a guinness um it's because it's very i feel like in Welsh culture, it's very close knit, tight community. They very they very much support each other. Yeah, um, I think it's just even the like you tend to get loads of families living within five ten miles of each other and things, don't you? People tend to yeah. stick to where they where they've grown up a lot more than you do mm. in England. I would say, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think we're coming towards the end of this first half now. Uh, some reviews of the beers I think would be a, a good place to start. Dom, you've got a little bit left, I can see, of, of the lager. How's it going down? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly does exactly what it says on the tin. It's a nice lager. Um, it's definitely better than most of the ones you can get in a supermarket, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's just super easy to drink. doesn't make you think too much. But, like, it doesn't leave... Because uh, sometimes with some cheap lagers, you get the sort of metallic-y aftertaste but it doesn't have any of that and just yeah goes down really easily and it's a very nice beer to start on to be honest especially in the heat we've got at the moment especially Uh, in the heat yes matt sour not sour hoppy it's not too sour it's got the hoppiness uh it's actually very nice exactly what i kind of what i wanted in this heat to be honest um it's really quenching my thirst uh it's almost a bit floral uh getting quite a lot of like gooseberry um but yeah not too sour really drinkable um i've really enjoyed it uh, what about yourself curtis but before i get into that what was the name of your one again i want to make a note oh it's a strange addiction strange addiction uh, i just want to ask a question as well is it a straight up sour because sometimes you get the nondescript sort of ale like sour ale or like is it fruited or it just says dry hop sour oh nice fair play on the front of the can i rate that nice. fair play to him yeah, no, mine went mine went very nicely. Um, I'm not going to compare it to Steady. I don't want to do that. Good. But it, it was very nice. I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite soft, but um, the, the flavour didn't go on for too long. It was quite a clean finish. Uh, th- there was a nice amount of bitterness in there that you often don't get and sort of added to its sort of total presence. Um, but yeah, that was the second time I've had it and I did get it for a reason for the second time so uh, I can't wait for my next poggies which you'll be able to find out about in our part two after this jingle where us the English will also be deciding who wins Wales or Scotland join us then they drink beer so much beer all of the different types of beer they drink beer lots of beer it's beer. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Three Vice Men podcast, episode eight, the Welsh one. Uh, I am still James Curtis, and I am still joined by Dom Lewis and Matt Waring, who have decided to come back. Thanks for coming back, lads. Um, 
We've had a little bit of a break in between for some technical issues, which means I'm very much in need of this next beer. Uh, Matt, what have you got lined up? Uh, I have got uh, one of Tiny Rebels Stay Puffed range. It's one of the more recent ones they brought out. It's their Imperial Waffle and Candied Bacon Marshmallow Porter coming in at 9% ABV. Yes. This Um, is the one that crashed their website, I think. Yes. Um, And... I can see why it's a crazy beverage. Sounds um, like a name Omnipolo would be proud of, to be honest. Mm. It really does, doesn't it? It really does. Imperial Waffle and Candied Bacon Marshmallow Porter. Um, when you crack the can, it's so much waffle on the on the on the nose and the aroma. And then when you when you drink it, you get the kind of uh, you do get some bacon in there, and you kind of get yeah waffle flavors as well. It's actually pretty tasty, to be fair. Uh, what about yourself, Dom? Um, so I'm repping a beer of favourite, I would say. Um, I would go as far to say this is probably their flagship now, uh, Mr. Flamingo Lingo. Mm. A lovely, probably New England's parallel. Um, comes in low percentage, but loads of hops, loads of citrus flavours, loads of citra in there. And to be honest, this is probably one of the best batches I've had from them. This is taste- tasting great, probably a week, 10 days old now. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just phenomenal, like super soft, so easy to drink. Um, yeah, can't really go wrong. Curtis, what about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Polly's, Polly's Brew Company, uh, formerly Local Polly. Um, I've got their Mosaic Double IPA uh, Heavy Moon. It's another one I've had before and went back to. Uh, first of all, cracking can design, as always from Polly's. They are very consistent in that manner. Um, quite sweet, I'm finding. Um, straight away at the front front half of it it's quite sweet it's got the uh kivik yeast in it so that might explain some of it as well as some other stuff Dominic, they do love that like yeast don't they, they no, do. I was just, I was just, that's all i was going to say yeah they do absolutely love the kivik yeast and also their artwork i was going to say it's just mm. we there's just standard images from google or something yeah they, they just zoom they in don't actually stuff. have an artist which is which is crazy to me that a brewery i would say a brewery that size but i feel like they're still relatively small hmm. but still you would have thought how consistent the artwork is i think it's credit to whoever does that googling to be honest yeah, yeah absolutely. i think it's the founder isn't it who does it um i mean it's just both the cans that i've got in front of me i mean you can tell it's polys because they've got their big sort of teardrop on the front which i think is a really smart branding decision um i, I can't think of many many breweries that without having the written word can convey who it is unless they've got a house style artist mm. and you're a bit into it so yeah. you know a left-handed giant i can always tell it's a left-handed giant big up jesse uh, big up jesse uh but yeah getting into it slightly you'll recognize that teardrop if, if you're quite new to the scene and i can see that as a really good way to get off the shelf yeah definitely weren't they saying something how it was the color that surrounded the teardrop that showed nice. if it was a core or a one-off. Yes. I can't remember what it is because they do a white outline or a black outline or something. Yeah, yes. so I've, I've currently got a white outline on Heavy Moon. Um, so it's black with a white outline, but also Porter is white. So it's got a white outline by nature. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a nice little Easter egg and a good way, good little identifier. But no, this is uh, this beer is very nice. It's a bit, I think it's a bit too sweet at the start for me, um, 
and doesn't quite have enough business on the back end, but that's just a personal choice from me. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I think Polly's is a, is a really interesting brewery, um, especially with what they've done with what they've got. I know they were talking about how they didn't have the greatest kit and were waiting for the upgrade to be able to ramp up that consistency. And I think at the moment they're basically brewing every beer as a fresh batch with just by ear, basically. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to Welsh breweries, I think Polly's Brewing Company is probably up there as, if probably, I, I would go as far to say the best, but if not, yeah. it's definitely what, like my favourite. Mm. And that's no no disrespect to uh, Beeriff. Oh yeah, no, big up Beeriff. <laughs> Be- no, Be- okay, Beeriff, a, a very close second. Like, I absolutely love them and everything and the fact that they're on my door and they do some great beers. They always have interest in stuff, but Polly's Brew is just like the step above, isn't it, almost? Mm. So. It, it does come into that kind of top tier of UK craft. You think Polly's is the best um, brewery to come out of Wales, but I want to throw Tiny Rebel's name into the ring uh because whilst earlier we said yes they potentially cater to maybe they're, they're a bit safe with some of their beers i mean this beer goes the other way imperial waffle waffle and candy bacon if that doesn't say craft beer you know what does um this is really out there it's it's really nice and to be honest i think every single beer in the stay puffed range that i've tried um, and there are a few of them now. They've, there must be way over ten variations now. Oh, more than that, I think. Yeah, twenty, haven't they? I, I'm... I'll, I'll look it up while you keep going. Um, <laughs> they, but I've, everyone I've tried, I've been really impressed with. Um, and you know, going back to the original, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Porter, I think, I think it's delicious. I think it's a great porter. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think you need more than three hundred thirty milliliters of it. But mm-hmm. that's a perfect um, thing for me. And like we said earlier, they, they throw some purees into their into their beers, but um, they, they they taste great. Club Tropicana is a great flagship flagship beer, and uh, they've done some great collabs as well. Uh, the Pineapple Express IPA that went into supermarkets, which was their collab with Polly's, uh, that was another fantastic beer, and that was a really showcase of what Welsh breweries could do. Um, but yeah, Tyler Rebel, I think. Um, they're a really great brewery. Um, yeah. Curtis, who would you put at the top there? Oh, sorry, Don, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, um, I think Tiny Rebel are one of those. Now we've mentioned them moving from micro, like kind of treading the water into macro, like with their supply and things. Um, I think they're one of those where if you're a craft beer drinker and you've spent any time at all in Wales, then Tiny Rebel are going to be a part of your journey. Mm. Like you Absolutely. will have had some of their beers. You will have enjoyed them you will have tried some of their out there stuff and because of their collabs, you will have gone on to try some other breweries. Like I feel like tiny rubber are a perfect example of like, if you take Arsenal's midfield with Patrick Vieira, they've like set a high point <laughs> and then he's passed it down to some of these up and coming youngsters like Matteo Genduzzi and like <laughs> it just broadens your horizon. And that's what I think tiny rubber have done. <laughs> I can't believe you just oh. compared Matteo Genduzzi to Patrick Vieira. <laughs> that is... Mate, I had to get Genduzzi in there somehow. I bloody love that it. That's blasphemous. One of them receives mind games from Neil Morpé and the other one <laughs> fucking riles Roy Keane. It's different yeah, levels. But, but, I, I, but I just love it. And there are different levels to Welsh breweries, man. you just got to 
just got to accept it. Moving away from Arsenal, uh, but you know, <laughs> still looking at what they've got in their locker, you, you have to say that Tiny Rebel have they've pushed the boat while staying fairly comfortable. That you know, I don't know how anyone can say stay puffed, candied bacon. You've got an, an imperial waffle stout with bacon in it, or with bacon flavouring, while also in your lineup you have a rhubarb and custard sour. Uh, and you have a pump up the jam pale ale, yeah. which tastes like a jam donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're playing it safe, and you're you're somehow through all of that, you're not going aggressively hard on the way that the industry is moving, or the yeah. way that the, the craft beer scene is moving with with you know these new hops from from the new world. I think they've they find a good they, balance. They have, and uh, I think there's probably quite a lot of people that have that have tried. Um, pump up the jam and said yeah maybe it's not for me but fair play for giving it a go and I'll have, an, I'll have another go at some of the other stuff yeah also yeah, I think any probably any bottle shop in the country you'll be able to find some tiny rebel in it oh absolutely yeah uh, so even if you go to up there for just absolutely. For like easiest to find yeah if you go to places you know places in London most of the time they'll either have cans of tiny rebel or tiny rebel on draft um, you know, it's it's very easy to find, really easy to find. Yeah, I mean, it's... I was in the Cambridge Union Society bar, and they had seven different cans of uh, of Tiny Rebel. It's pretty impressive to be coming out of Newport as well. You know, it's big mm. moves. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. Like, I if you mention Tiny Rebel now, people are gonna know what it is, which is credit. And I think this might be teasing next week's episode. But I think they're almost in a similar vein as Brewdog. Ooh. 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 I so, think they're, they're not quite at the level, but they've got the brand recognition. Before we tease next week's episode a little bit too much, shall we um, have a few more thoughts on these beers? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, my thoughts on this hasn't changed too much. I thought it was delicious. Took a few more sips. Still delicious. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know how I can expand on it. I really hope they start to do nationwide delivery. I know it's something they're looking into. Um, and yeah, I just hope that means more people can get their hands on it. But I'm sure mm. I will su- be supplying you boys socially distanced very soon. Yes. You're, well, our own to private beer if courier service. Exactly. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. Um, yeah. Um, like I said to you before, probably don't need any more than 330 millilitres um but it, it's it is really nice almost yeah if you were to sit down and have you know waffle maple syrup a bit of bacon you'd be looking at a good brunch um and yeah it's it's nice it's doughy on the aroma it's nice and sweet but you get a subtle bit of candied bacon in there as well I, they've done a, a good job with this beer um what about yourself curtis um I'll be honest, my opinions haven't changed too much from my first impressions being that I was already halfway through the uh, can when I, when I made those. Um, Stop giving away our secrets, man. These are, <laughs> these are industry secrets. This is behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, no, it's, um, I mean, it's a lovely beer. I've had it before. I think I probably preferred it a bit more the first time. It, the hops were a bit fresher. Um, you were getting more of the bitterness coming through. Um, but, you know, the scythe swing is remorseless. Uh, and I hope it's the world, the world turns on its axis one man works on another relaxes 
Time passes. We've got to move on. Hops fade fast. Um, we, I, I will have to put Polly's. I know I didn't give an opinion earlier, but Polly's probably for me do have to be the top brewery in Wales. I'm looking forward to someone surpassing them, not from Polly's dropping off, but from someone else emerging. I yeah, think there is there is scope for for more to come from. Certainly the creativity when you when you look at the Welsh scene, uh, and also the water they've got there. Um, I think is an untapped resource, mm. and that's something that maybe the untapped brewery in Wales can uh, can do something with. So Dom teased it a little bit earlier. Um, next week we will be jumping to another home nation, uh, and actually I teased it before the uh, before the break. But we'll be going to going to Scotland next week. Before we jump to Scotland in a week's time. Um, and before we try some more Scottish beers, which is definitely going to solidify your opinions, because we will be having opinions out of all of us next week uh, for who makes better beers. Before we go into that, Dom, who do you think? Um, I think there are a lot of breweries that are going to be showcased next week, and I'm excited by it. Um, it's it's going to be very interesting comparing Scotland and Wales, because I feel like there are a lot of similarities between the nation, like when you would look mm. at actual like land size and when you look at some of the highlands and stuff compared to the Brecon beacons, it takes up a lot of the Welsh country. Like you've got a lot of cities dotted about, mm. but then you also have quite a lot of area where everything's quite spread out. So yeah, it's going to be interesting comparing that. Um, yeah. I'm going to crack out some vault city next week. So definitely looking forward <sighs> to cracking that one. I was going to crack out some vault city next week. Mate. Looks like we both are. <laughs> well, it looks like that uh, you've got a reason to come back next people. You next week, you people listening. Um, so, uh, thanks for listening to this one, uh, Dom and Matt. Thanks for joining me on this journey through Wales, through three different breweries. Um, <laughs> hey, we, we hit north and south. More what more do you need? We hit north and south, man. <laughs> we That's did the everything. whole country. <laughs> so, on make a, sure you come a... back next week for Scotland. Uh, cheers, cheers from us and. Um, Enjoy the pubs. On, uh, on, 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 on one final note, guys, do, do you think the Stay Puffed character, do you think he looks a, a bit like maybe a, a young son, kind of Podge? Oh, uh, yeah. He, to be fair, that is a good shout. He looks like if Podge and the Michelin Man had a love child. I how, see many, yeah, how many Podgington stars would you give that, Dom? I'd give that a solid... Are we going out of five or ten? Five, Three. obviously, for stars. Three. Three? <laughs> Two and a half? Go. Go. <laughs> also follow us on instagram at yeah follow us on instagram Men. send us some yeah. samples <laughs> and send us che- comments cheers Watch everyone us. why are you still listening Go <laughs> cheers everyone cheers, cheers. Everyone.